Hey everybody, my name is Brian, that is Shane, and you are watching The Popcast. And for the first time in three years, I am saying literally just The Popcast and not The Popcast Unleashed because you are on the Prime channel, and this is a very special day for us. We are finally celebrating our 100k subscribers. We're going to go through our past videos, and we're going to give you the full show. Full show. My bad. Full show. Not faux show. Faux show. The full show for show. And, uh, you know, listen, uh, if you're not a member, usually the second half of the show, you miss out on. But today, everyone's getting the whole show, the whole four hours. It's coming hot. And uh, we're going to hit, we're going to address the chat real quick. But first, let me just tell you exactly what we are doing. And then I'm going to let Shane take it away. We are going to be discussing our latest video and uh, some updates on the whole Amazon Stargate thing. Additionally, we're going to be talking about the news around the Orville being renewed or not. And that last video. And Quantum Leap. What's up with Sam Beckett? Where's he at? Shane has a lot more information on that. And in the second half of the show, we're talking about how Strange New Worlds killed Hemeroff for seemingly no reason because... You know, the replacement is not great. Star Wars Andor trailer, Quantum Leap trailer, Secret Invasion trailer. It's trailers galore today. <laughs> Indiana Jones at D23. Henry Cavill is probably back as Superman. I know we talk about this every single week. <laughs> it, it, at this point, it's a meme, but I'm telling you, it's, it's news every week. We're going to do our She-Hulk quickie review just for fun. And a brand new segment we're calling The Weekly Terry. Here's the deal, boys. Shane, take it away. All right. Yeah, so guys, thank you all for being here, guys and gals, all of you for supporting us. I was talking to a guy the other day, 85 years old, really into like geography and stuff like that and like rocks. And he told me, he goes, tell me a little bit about this this thing you do, this podcasting thing you do. And uh, I'd like to, I'd like to give it a try. So (laughs) let me just thank you. There are so many options out there. Everybody's got a podcast these days. Everybody's got a show. Everyone's got a podcast. So let me thank you. Let Brian and I thank you for making it possible for us to do this all the time. We started on this journey, I think, eight or nine years ago. Brian was was uh, was running a, a, a radio studio, podcast studio called Raw Rant. Uh, I was retired from the Navy as a, as a radio guy and a TV guy, and we came together, and now we have the podcast and we can't do this without you guys. So hundred thousand subscribers is huge. You can see the silver play button over my shoulder oh, here yeah. and Brian's behind him. Disclaimer, by the way, don't go look up raw rant. That was a rough time in my life. I was very angry. <laughs> and apparently a lot of other people were because we had a ridiculous amount of listeners at one point. And uh, I think Shane was like, okay, how do you, how are you going to keep that going? Because it sounds really angry. And <laughs> well, you were before your time. It yeah. was really, I mean, you had no idea that if you just waited a few years, it would have lined up perfectly with what's going on. Oh, I know. Yeah. And that, now everyone's rage. I, I was doing rage before rage was cool. Right. Right. So we just wanted to thank you. So hundred thousand subscribers, it's all because you guys watched us and over all these years. And so I also want to give a, a huge shout out to Brian really quick before we get rolling, because to be honest with you guys, all of this doesn't happen without him. He is the reason why everything looks so good, sounds so good. Uh-huh. He works his fingers to the bone every single video show, uh, and just he's the best. And I'm so oh glad my, to do it. So thank you. 
You deserve all the accolades. All right. That's a pretty up thing to say to me. Nice. All right, man. Um, no, I appreciate it, Shane. You know, you are you are even more important than I am. I'll tell you why. I might do all the technical stuff, but let's be real. The reason we got to 100K, besides the amazing support, was because of your buttery soft voice. <laughs> that maybe got 100 people to subscribe, but the rest is all the way it looks. Ima- imagine so if I you. was doing the voice instead. I'm like, okay, so on qu- this week on Quantum Leap, <laughs> I, I, I sound like a 70 a year old smoker that is also doing meth. Like, oh, well, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I got some visuals there. All right. Well, <clears throat> we got some uh, people in the chat. We got Orville Nation. What's up, brother? Orchmage, Frey, Chris Rezoloff, Jeremy Snyder. Uh, and that's it. For, that's all I'm seeing talking right now. But as they come in, we will address you guys. Um, yes, oh, and also, if it. if you're new, if you're seeing this for the first time, do me a solid. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe. Just hit it real quick. Hit this. And you know, what? and if you're already here and you like it, hit the like button too. Let's get this thing served out. Again, we haven't actually streamed on this channel since uh, February 2009. I'm sorry, 2019. So it's been a Was long it time. Pretty sure it was February, okay. June. Maybe it was June. Yeah, yeah, it was June. So we, I think we just went over three years. Uh, or, yeah, we just went over three years, and we were doing, I think, pickle parties up until then for the Orville. Yeah, that's how long it was, and we decided to go over. So if you do like this format, if you say, "Wow, I didn't know these guys actually spoke," they just do these documentary style uh, videos about news and stuff going on. If you like this format today, then head over to the podcast Unleash. That's where we typically do these shows. And uh, we're also going to be unveiling a few new things. And we, I guess we can do that now because we are, um, even on Unleashed, we do some stuff. But Unleashed is going to be mostly our, our, our Star Trek channel where we do cover a lot of that stuff, a lot of the science fiction over stuff. But we've also created these new channels where our content is going to be going to as well. So if you like any of these types of things, you can go watch us and subscribe to these. If you want. Yeah, let me introduce them real quick. So what we did was we decided um, we want to work extra hard like if we're already working hard we want to work like triple no 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 (laughs) five times as hard so we decided that uh we were going to talk about some things that we liked and you know shay and i both really like mysteries you know uh unsolved and you know odd stuff like that i don't have a stinger for that but i can show them the channel and then we also did well you know what i like comic book stuff like dc marvel so can we do that and he's like, well, yeah, as long as we do, we could do Star Wars. And I'm like, okay, okay. So if we do two, how about uh, what else do you want? And he's like, I want fantasy. So what we did was we launched Fantasy Unleashed. I love these logos. Yep. We watched That's Fantasy Unleashed. We, we, we soft-booted it. It's, um, there's a couple things up already. We're going to be uploading to that weekly. Yeah, right now you can get House of the Dragon reviews, uh, Rings of Power stuff. All that's going to go there. And then also, you know, we made two Star Wars videos on this, on this main channel. And uh, the first one uh, didn't do well. The second one did better, but it took a long time. And the third one was so bad that we... It's the only video I think we've ever actually deleted. So we decided... <laughs> <laughs> we want to continue doing Star Wars stuff, but clearly the audience on this channel does not like it. So, Star Wars Unleashed. Sexy 
Princess Leia. <laughs> I am such a sexy Princess Leia. <laughs> and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna put all of these uh, channel links in the description. I haven't put it in there yet, but they will be there. And then for all the superhero, all the cape cape boys out there and girls, we are doing DC Unleashed. Yeah. And Marvel Unleashed. Sexy. And then for the mystery stuff, again, I forgot to load the stinger for that. I feel like an idiot. But uh, we will also put the, the link in that in the description for the mysteries channel. So our new network is we're doing Mysteries Unleashed, Marvel Unleashed, DC Unleashed, Fantasy Unleashed, Star Wars Unleashed. And we have uh, a channel that we haven't started work that we haven't done anything but the Koala video on yet. Um, but, but eventually we're going to get back to raw rant because the problem with raw rant is we wanted to make a channel where we can sort of complain about a lot of things, but then we also didn't want to be like super raging. So what we did was we made one cool video. It got a bunch of views considering that channel had no subscribers, but, um, but we, it's sort of, a, it's sort of a on hold for now until we find things that we can rage about that also won't make us, that also won't get us canceled. Yeah. That, you know, what's funny is just, just yesterday I was getting gas and I was like having this like angry moment where I, because I had to turn off my car at the, at the gas pump. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That must be like an old wives tale. I, we should do a raw round about not turning your car off at the gas pump. Right. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, you can blow yourself up. So you need to turn your car off. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, not going to make yeah. a good video. Yeah. You can, you can totally blow yourself up. <laughs> um, not a good raw rant video. Yeah, but Raw Rant will be the final thing. In the cooking channel, Jeremy, thank you. I, I did make a Food Unleashed channel. That's going to be all Brian, I think. Though. But I cannot get Shane on board for the Food Unleashed channel. I'm sorry. I just, yeah, there's some things I have to stop. I have to, yeah. So we have other channels we're kicking around, like Gaming Unleashed and that kind of thing. But we're we're going to focus solely on the stuff that we are consuming right now. And we're going to save that other stuff for when we have... And actual staff, because it's almost impossible uh, to do what we're doing as, as it is. So we're going to try to make sure that we can at least update like four or five channels before we go crazy with the whole network or whatever. Yeah. And as of right now, if you guys didn't know, it really is just me and Brian. Occasionally, you've gotten some help from some great people and uh, and we can reach out to them again in the future. But for the most part, everything that happens is just he and I. And uh, and we're you know, we also have regular jobs, too. So it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, we don't Love want to we we don't want anyone to do anything for free. So like we want to pay people really well when they work for us or with us. And the problem with that is YouTube is not oh doesn't really always pay well. And sponsors don't really right. always pay well. So when they don't pay well, we can't consistently keep someone, you know, working with us. So it's better for us to sort of get a little bigger before we 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 bring those people back because we don't want. We want them. We want to make sure they're ba- they're paid well for their work because it's hard work. Yeah, and all of our content needs to be good. You guys need to enjoy it. It's got to be fun. So, let's get to uh, the fun stuff today, huh? Yeah. All right. What do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to go through first? You want to do the Stargate update? Yeah. So, uh, just real quick, because the copyright strike thing is coming up, we did get a copyright strike on Unleashed last week, um, but it looks like it was just kind of a smack on the wrist. Um, still a bunch of garbage BS from paramount cbs uh but uh yeah so we'll be back on unleashed and that's that's not gonna go away here we i gotta talk about this real quick here's how i know that they maliciously copyright struck us because (laughs) you you everyone here knows this we were running 
two streams. One was going to the members, and one was going to Unleashed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the members section got a generic copyright claim that we disputed and went away. The Unleashed open the open facing uh, stream. The public, the public mm-hmm. one got a strike. So someone manually, it wasn't like an automatic thing. Someone manually went to our channel, didn't like the fact that we weren't towing the line or whatever, and hit the strike button. And the strike is uh, good until December. We're fighting it. But we realize that fighting it is almost not worth it. And uh, the the issues are only going to last seven days. So we'll, we'll be fine by next week. But I just think it's ridiculous that Again, the automated system gave us a simple claim, but then an actual person decided to give us a hard strike. And I don't think they fully understand, like, you get three hard strikes in your channel and you're out. All of your channels are out. All of them are just, they just disappear. Yeah, and by the way, CBS CID, uh, if you're watching this and and monitoring us now, just note that you may be anonymous and, and all that stuff back there, but, you know, everybody's still people, so do the right thing. Stop being jerks. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Anyway, so let's get on to the the fun stuff today. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to offer, since we're going to do a live show here, we're going to do the the normal stuff later. We're going to talk about all the things that we normally talk about on our live show weekly. But we wanted to focus in on some important stuff. So for everybody who actually comes to the Popcast Prime, this channel, to watch our videos, um, and thank you to all of you who do, the hundreds and thousands of you guys who do that, um, we thought it might be nice to go through some of our recent videos since there is a lot of there's a lot of important uh, industry news and things happening in our favorite franchises that we should be aware of, you know, for the future of, uh, of science fiction. Right. So uh, we thought we would just go through some of these videos that are still out there being viewed uh, right now by you guys and see if we could talk about a few of them. Uh, real quick, Archmage Archmage uh, just said, they're just upset that the podcast has more views than Will Wheaton's Ready Room. <laughs> oh! Sorry. Here's the deal, right? Here's the deal, boys. <laughs> All right. Enough of the Will beating. I can't. I can't. I can't help it. Okay. So this is the video that we are talking about in question here. And you know what's crazy? We can actually play this one with sound because we made it. Because huh. it belongs to us. Nice. Oh, look at that. So this is the video. This uh, You want to explain the premise of this just in case they forgot? Yeah. So um, basically, so if you're waiting for new Stargate, we've been waiting for years for it. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But essentially, MGM owns, owns Stargate. MGM was bought by Amazon. And now we've been waiting for Amazon to do something since Stargate's one of the most uh, important, popular sci-fi franchises of all time. Amazon's not going to sit on it. Now, what happened was, is the creator of Stargate for television, Brad Wright, was asked to write a script uh, for MGM. And this was pre-COVID, kind of during COVID, that whole time frame. They didn't know what they're going to do with it. Well, we found out, uh, and, and a lot of people in this video are like, oh, you're just guessing, you're just guessing. No, we're not guessing. We found out, confirmed, that Brad Wright has been being ghosted by Amazon and MGM about the script that he wrote. Getting right. no feedback, nothing about moving forward. Uh, he made some kind of squirrely comment on uh, on the companion app during the 25th anniversary show podcast about, oh, my script will probably never see the light of day. And we went, beep, 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 beep. Well, what does that mean? So we reached out some people that we know, like Joe Malazzi and some other people, and we got some confirmations that exa- that they had been ghosting him. And so we said, you know what? We're not going to be quiet about it. 
we're going to do a video. We're going to explain, you know, talk about what's happening so that everybody else can be aware of it. Because the reality is, is that as fans, if we don't speak up and we don't uh, and we don't stay, keep, you know, keep our voices active, then these studios and people who don't really, you know, who only listen to money and views, they're not going to do anything if we don't say something. Right. So, of course, Brian, we have the um, we have the uh, the dot org site so you can go sign the petition. Yeah, right. Save save the gate.org. Right now we have uh uh 35,922 signatures. So, let's keep it going. Yeah. And so uh, Joe Joe came out Joe Malazzi came out um, after our video and said, you know, he's going to do he did a blog on this basically kind of confirming it and saying, you know, that this is happening. I mean, What's the best thing for Stargate? What are we all complaining about? They keep rebooting these franchises. They don't go with, you know, they're not using a lot of the original canon when, you know, especially like in Star Trek and a lot of the things we're watching now with Quantum Leap. Um, and so we, we don't want that to happen with Stargate. So when we heard that Brad was writing the pilot script for a new series, everybody got excited because it's like, okay, he's the creator. He's going to continue the vision. Right. So the fact that Amazon might be ghosting him or that Amazon is ghosting him, they may be considering rebooting the franchise altogether and starting something new. Anything you hear about the movies is not true. Oh, I know yeah. there's some people out there reporting that that they're going to get ready to do the movie. They're going to bring back Kurt Russell. All that. That's none of that's true. Yeah, just to that's be clear. Also, anytime you read something on giant freaking robot, it's untrue. So yeah, or uh, we got this or. We got this covered. Yeah, I think they, the they are not doing the movies. The movies are completely dead. Right. So it's not happening. It will be a Stargate series streaming service, just like Rings of Power, just like Wheel of Time it, or, you know, The Expanse. In that way, it'll be one of those types of shows. Just because they're ghosting Brad right now, it might not mean anything, um, but it's not a good sign. According to everybody we've talked to, according to Joe, it's just not a good sign that they're not talking to him. And if we go back to the Rings of Power, about five years ago when they were starting this, they reached out to Peter Jackson, of course, who was the director of the movies for Rings of pa- for the Lord of the Rings, and said, hey, uh, we would like you to be involved in creating the show with us. And, and Peter Jackson was like, yeah, I'm down. Send me the scripts. Well, Amazon never got back to him again. And the next thing we know, we've got these first-time showrunners creating a show uh, based on kind of a different vision than what we all expected it to be for rings of power. Right. Uh, with different characters. And, and it just didn't have that Peter Jackson flair that we kind of were used to. Um, so we're afraid that that's what's happening. And so we'd like everybody to lend their voices. And if you do tweet, and if you're a fan of Stargate, you know, tweet, you know, Brad, Wright Stargate, you know, hashtag Brad, Wright Stargate, hashtag we want Stargate. And um, what we're told is that Amazon is closely listening to social media, to YouTube, and they are listening to the fans, listening to see what people want. And uh, hopefully they'll come to make a good decision based on this. And that's why we did this video, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And Brian had some really great, just a wonderful job editing here, man. I love that. This is like a long dude just staring at the TV. I love oh, it. yeah, yeah. This was hilarious. Um, when I was editing this, I was editing it, and I was like, oh, well, you know what? I got to. I'm going to cut this short. I don't, I don't want to, this one guy just staring at the screen for so long. And then I realized that I went to go cut it short and I realized it was really funny the longer it went. <laughs> so I, right. just let, I just let it keep going. 
And if you guys haven't figured it out yet, when we do these videos, if you watch the first 60 seconds or so, um, Brian kind of edits together some interesting thing that we'll talk about basically what the rest of the video is going to be about. So hopefully, I'm, I'm sure most of you guys are catching it, but each week that it does give the flavor of what you're about to see the video be about. And I think you do a really great job of, um, of capturing what I've, what I've written. So. Yeah. Except for now, uh, I can't get this guy's voice out of my head. Sup, Wonder Bread? Yo, Wonder Bread. <laughs> and of course, you guys know that's from an actual Stargate episode. Yeah. And we thought, Brian thought it would be a really great representation of new Stargate not done properly, which is kind of what, what was happening. Well, because that was when they, when they, this episode was about them pitching new ideas. And they were right. like, well, let's just get younger people to do uh, Stargate. And I love the response from uh, Sam. I don't think Mitchell likes me anymore. And Mitchell and uh, Jackson. They were like, nope, nope, nope. Like, because that's yeah. my response. Don't do that. I don't yeah. want. Don't CW my uh, my Stargate. Yeah. Uh -uh. yeah, and that was no. that was so great because you're basically that's all of our response. Right. Nope. None of us wants it. I saw a couple of comments that was like, no, no, no. We need new Stargate. But okay, like it was two of thousands. So yeah. Archmage phrase, do the right thing with Stargate. Ooh, Ooh I like We got it. a bunch of clever people over here. So clever. Love it. Hashtag Brad Stargate. Yeah, listen, uh, Chris, Travelers is, is amazing. Thank you, or uh, PJ, I appreciate that. Travelers is actually really good, Chris. Uh, I, I tried to get Shane into it. I watched it. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. Yeah, it was uh, good. Yeah. It's, for me, it started off as like really... Uh, a little slow and cerebral because I, you know, I got ADD. So I'm like, yeah, where's the action, man? I need, I need flashing lights. <laughs> but the longer I got into the characters, the more I was really into it. In, into it. And uh, Brad, Brad Wright knows how to tell a story. And, you know, it's it's very interesting because you, if you watch Dark Matter, which is a Joe Malazzi um, show, and you watch Travelers, which is a Brad Wright show, you can totally see if you took those two styles and merged them, you would get Stargate. Yeah, yeah, they... They really worked well together. Stargate had some excellent producers. Yeah. So let's hope they get back together again, right? Yes. Yes. Let's do that. We're doing everything we can anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I'm almost positive someone on Amazon has seen at least one of our videos. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm certain. They have to. Have, a, few hundred, you know? a few million views. On, like, you had to have seen it by now. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Let's talk about uh, some of our, our friends here. Favorite topic, the Orville. You ready for this? Yes, let's talk Orville. Okay. Do you have something for us? Yeah. Um, so the video in question, uh, this came out uh, before the Stargate video, and it was renewing the Orville for season four. And basically we're going, now that, everything, now that everything is done and said, what's the odds of it coming back for a fourth? And you broke it down really nice here. Um, but there have been some developments, even, even since this video came out. And, you know... If I'm being honest, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, I don't think it's I don't think it's looking very good for season four. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm just saying, from a, from years of experience viewing and watching, and listen, I've been on so many campaigns trying to get things renewed, you know, Jericho and Stargate. I've done those things, and I don't know if Orville, I don't know if if it ever does come back, I. If I had, put, had to put money on it, I would say it's it'd be coming back years from now and probably a different crew. Yeah, Here so the go. official word, of course, 
okay, so in this video, we basically break it down what we think is going to happen or, or what we think needs to happen in order for it to work out. So, of course, as soon as the Orville ended on Hulu, it went straight to Disney+. Plus. And we explained that the reason that that happened that way was because they actively wanted to see if the Orville is, uh, is wanted by large quantities of people. And Disney Plus is such a bigger platform that they wanted to be able to crunch those numbers. So it kind of became like a numbers watch. And we go through this video and explain um, kind of the, the daily. We we're able to track the daily views on, on uh, Disney Plus and actually is doing pretty darn good. Uh, so because no other shows had done that before, it kind of let us know that this was a way for Disney to find out if they really wanted to spend the money and time to do a season four. Seth has a lot of things going on, as this video talks about. He's got a whole deal over at NBC. Um, he's said over and over again he'd happily keep on doing the Oroville. Uh, but, you know, he does have a lot of other commitments. So the latest official word that I have and this is talking to some people behind the scenes. I don't want to dime anybody out. But you guys know we talked to Tom Constantino. We talked to other people. And essentially, there's still a chance that season four can be renewed, but we won't know anything for a few months. And that's something I heard recently. So I think what the, what's waiting to happen is I think Disney is waiting to kind of collate all the numbers to find out if the show has some sort of staying power on their streaming service. Like, does it get consistent views you know, over the next several months. Also, what is the response going to be at the Saturn Awards? You know, is the Orville going to win some awards for being, and they're up against, you know, uh, Strange New Worlds, they're up against The Expanse, they're up, up against uh, some really great shows, one of the Apple shows. Um, and can they win? I think that will have something to do with it as well. So I think Disney's kind of waiting. So I know what you're saying. It doesn't, it feels like it's not going to happen. They ended season three, in a way that you could easily end the series. Like there's no real unanswered questions at this point, not deep ones. Right. Right. Uh, we, we, we dealt with the Kalons and what happened with that situation. Um, there's nothing left. There's no, like you get to the end of a show and go, wait a sec, you can't end it. We don't have the answers yet. So maybe that's part of the reason why the fan, we aren't hearing such huge fan backlash right now from everybody. Right. Um, is because it kind of ended that way. Um, but, if Disney feels like they're going to get a ton of views and there's an audience for this, then they could renew it. We just may not know until October or November. Interesting. And if you had to put money on a renewal, where would your money go? Pragmatically. I don't like, I don't like destroying hope. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying destroy hope. I'm saying, I know people, if, if, if I had to bet, if I had to really put my money on it and bet, I would say, that the odds are pretty long, but interesting. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's uh, I don't think it's not going to happen yet. I don't think the decision has, has really been made. Um, you know, but anything can happen in this business. And that's, what's amazing about it. Like literally the one person can talk to another person, enough powerful people behind the scenes go, you know, I really love that show. Did you know they have a ton of fans? And, you know, does Seth really want to do it? Yeah, he really still wants to do it. I don't know how he's going to make the time to do it, but he still wants to do it. But um, I can also see that he left everything on the table and that he he really gave, I mean, he gave everything to Orville season three. And maybe he feels like he's done it. You know, maybe he feels like he's he said what he needs to say. Yeah, I think he, he definitely kind of shot the three-pointer. Yeah, and he hit it. He nailed it. So, 
Yeah. I mean, there were some things that were different about it, and I know there are fans who aren't as happy because of some of the messaging and uh, and and I think because Seth put so much into producing and creating this season of the Orville, I don't think he put enough into Ed, and I think he Ed became kind of like a uh, a shadow of a what the margin. character did. Yeah, and I think that took away from the show. We used to say, well, you give or take Ed. But the reality is, is he, he was really integral, integral to the show. Right. And I got to tell you, at the end of season two, the whole Ed and Kelly thing was never really dealt with. Right. We had, and so, and going through season three, it was never dealt with. It was never even addressed. There was never even a sidelong glance between the two. It was like season two was supposed to close the door on it, but it never really did. So I think we missed some of that from season three as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I said it before during the reviews, you know, I, I missed the levity. There there was episodes that had levity, but there was entire episodes that just had no levity. And in fact, they were sort of downers. And it's okay to have that sometimes. But I felt like it was a lot more prevalent this season than past seasons. Uh, we got a super chat from Marvel Nation. Notice Seth is keeping many key people busy on other Seth's projects. That's true. But, Chris, you had a question. Most of the cast is booked. Yeah, they're they're on Seth projects, but they also are booked uh, doing... They're, like, they, they're already getting jobs. And that was very quick. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I think what PJ is saying here is... Uh, you know, Seth does keep all of his people close. And so if he wanted to like break out and do something Orville quickly, I don't think it would be a problem to do. Right. They would make, find a way to make it work. And most of these actors aren't necessarily doing such high profile things that they wouldn't jump at a chance to do more Orville. So in that respect, I think he's, I think well, what he's saying is right. Yeah. You know, gone are the days of um, like the golden age of streaming is just not, it's not there anymore. We're in a more pragmatic more fiscally responsible age of streaming. So, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have said, you know, I would have told you Disney would just back that dump truck of money back up to Seth's house and say, make it happen. But I think now people are, are uh, streaming services are being a lot more pragmatic. Look at what HBO Max is doing with David Zaslav just cutting anything that doesn't, doesn't make money. You know? Right. And the days of 26 episode seasons are gone. So now, you know, you can do 10 episodes of a show and then go do something else. That's true. You know, so there's you're not as stuck and you have to wait for your hiatus to go make a movie, you know, which is the way it used to be. Right. Yep. You're right. Well, um, hey, I'm still I'm, I'm still praying seven, you know, seven seasons in a movie, whatever that old adage is. Give right. it to me. Give me seven, seven seasons, seasons in a movie. Wedding. Why not? Or seven seasons in a wedding. That's right. It was it six seasons in a we movie? We got our wedding. That's scary. It's, yeah, it's six seasons in a movie, seven seasons in a wedding. All right. And we already got the wedding. Oh, yes. that's one thing that makes me a little nervous. Like they had the wedding. Yeah, that's that's usually the closer. It is, and that's. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Anything can happen as as long as people on the inside are tell are saying it's not over yet. <clears throat> it's not over yet. Okay. All right, next update, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Picard Season 3. And don't blow everything, because don't, don't forget, we do have Terry Watch. Or, I'm sorry, we, the Weekly Terry. Oh, we have the Weekly Terry to do. Yeah, no, I'm not going to blow everything. Um, that's a good point. No, actually, we have new Terry news. Um, Terry Metalis. If you guys don't know who Terry Metalis is, 
Um, he has become your latest or your latest focus of anger towards Star Trek. Um, I would like to just tell you, Terry Metalis is the showrunner for Picard season three. And we have gone publicly to state that based on the fact that Robert Meyer Burnett has seen all of Picard season three and has, and he is a huge critic of new Trek, huge critic of new Trek. He has no problem saying how much he doesn't like new Trek. And he said, quote, you're going to love this. Right. You're absolutely going to love it. it is the star Trek you always want. And so that, I mean, I trust that right there, but on top of that, We've had insiders come to us and basically ruin the entire season three for us. Right. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's okay because it was okay because it was still good. Yeah. Let me let me tell you guys this real quick. Um, there was an insider hit us up uh, months ago and said, "Hey, you know, um, I got some information about uh, Picard season three. If you if you want the information, and we actually get those messages a lot. So sometimes I ignore them because you know they'll be like fifty. But this one was like right before our our uh, uh, seven nine board queen video dropped. He was like, "Oh, and by the way, you're wrong about seven nine board queen." I'm like, "How does this guy know?" And he was right. right so yeah. I, I I responded to him and I was like, "Oh, hey man, you know we we get a lot of these messages. You know, um, I'm down to hear you out, but like, you got any proof?" Right. Yeah. And that was the wrong thing to say and the right thing because then he flooded my inbox. With nothing but spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay because if you're an insider, we don't mind being spoiled because we can figure out what's best to tell you guys. Uh, and we can also verify things without giving it away. We're not going to spoil Picard Season 3 for you. No. Um, but the reason we're going to talk about this, one of our recent videos was Picard's son. So we did sort of spoil that, even though everybody watching the video is like, these guys don't know. They're just guessing. I'm like, okay, well, okay. If you want to believe that, that's fine. But it wasn't us that 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 really let it out of the bag, let the cat out of the bag. It was somebody else who who gave away the actor and kind of the situation. Right. Yeah, the reason we, we felt like it was completely fine to make this video was because right. we weren't revealing the information for the first time. It was already out there. People had already right. spoiled this. Yeah, so if you know, so the people, if you haven't seen that video, it's actually a great video and it breaks down why we believe. And we don't know all of the specifics uh, of it. We wanted, we want to have some fantasy when we watch the show. Um, but it does, it's a great video um, and it breaks down, you know, exactly who we believe is, who we know is going to be Picard's son and kind of the situation around it. So if you want to see that, you can go check that out. But let me just say something here on the behalf of Terry Metalis. Okay, so uh, we talked to Terry, and um, Terry's a great guy. Terry's one of us. He's a nerd. He's a geek. Yeah, he is. Uh, he geeks out and loves this stuff the same way we do. He originally worked on Star Trek Voyager and Star Trek Enterprise. He was a page. Then he was an assistant, a production assistant. He he's he's wonderful, and he did Twelve Monkeys. He's done lots of stuff, and he's just a dude. He's a guy. Yeah, everything he's, he's doing, done, everything he's worked on, I love. It's crazy. Yeah, and he's doing something rare, is he's actually engaging Twitter. Uh, and he's putting stuff out there, and he is communicating with fans, and you know, and it's dangerous for him because the fans don't have a target. You know, you don't have 
you know, um, anybody at Star Trek willing to listen to any of the fans say anything. So whether it's uh, Kurtzman or, you know, any of the actors, they're not engaging fans on Twitter. But because Terry is, he's become kind of this face of Twitter. And a lot of the angry people, people who are mad about Star Trek and what New Trek has done in the first couple seasons of Picard, they have a tendency to take that frustration and anger out on him. Excuse me, Shane, uh, one second. These things are ruining my childhood. <laughs> they're taking everything that mattered to me and they're fisting it. The f- oh, look, oh, oh, hey, look, oh, here, there's more for you. Kathleen Kennedy. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so just be aware that this is a really special treat we have because Terry has the, God love him, he drops little tidbits of really great juicy information uh, on Twitter. But if people keep, um, you know, trolling him constantly, he's going to go away and he's going to stop interacting on Twitter. And we I just don't want to see that happen. I would have gone away a week after I showed up. My God. Yeah. Yeah. So, you people, know, we hear- people stalk his tweet. So first off, he has never said a single thing about Star Trek that we didn't agree with. Everything he right. said has been optimistic. He was just, he's sharing his work. He's sharing his love for the fandom, same as we do. But he's literally stalked by people on social media who are just raging at him no matter what he posts. It's insane, dude. I don't, I don't, right. it's honestly, it's, it's downright, it's, it's, it's pathetic. And well, I, I it, yeah. It's well, pathetic. it's what it is, is people are frustrated. People are frustrated about New Trek, and we understand that. Um, and so they're, they, they're, he's the only person like available to, to yell at, you know, it's like, but it's not his fault. You know, he really just showed up on the scene and he's reportedly, and what we believe is he's made something that we're going to love. The old fans are going to love. So, you know, let's not target Terry with your ire, uh, and frustration over everything else that's happened in new Trek. Uh, he put out that great stuff about the, um, um, about the the Titan A, the new Titan ship, right? Right. And uh, it's gorgeous, but people are taking a big crap on him. It's, it's like so sending weird. stuff telling how terrible the Titan is and how dare you. And it's like, come on, guys. It if makes you- no sense. Like people complain about how the Titan looked in Picard season one, where it was all like slick and all that. And and then he goes and he and he they make of they make an updated version of the ship that also is a throwback to all of our favorite enterprises. Right. Yes. It's a perfect Titan. I, I can't think, I cannot, I can't personally think of a way to make it any better. Right. And so we're getting to the point now where it's like, wow, you know, no matter what you do, you can't make people happy. And now that's true. You can make some of the people happy some of the time, but not all the people happy all the time. So I'm just saying, if you're, you know, if you're going to say something to somebody, say, at least do say what you would say to them in person you know, uh, and, and not be a troll about it. So, so we can keep Terry Metalis around talking to us about Picard season three and all the other stuff he's got going. He reminds me a lot of like James Gunn or Taiki Waititi. He's just that kind of guy, very cool, very with the fans, wants, wants to make people happy, wants to make good stuff. Yeah. So also uh, he's a massive back to the future fan. So, (laughs) and that's one of my favorite all time movies. The the guy's, the guy's awesome. The guy's a mensch, man. I don't understand why anybody, would have a problem with them. I really, I, I actually look through. I'm like, I'm looking for like, oh, has he said like ultra woke no, crazy? Yeah. No, nothing. They're he not said, mad at him. They're mad at him because he's making Star Trek during the new Trek era. That's wow. it. 
that's that's why uh, people are mad. Um, and lowest common denominator. We stand on it. Yeah, we're going to complain about it if it's bad. And boy, you've heard us do that. We got a copyright strike as a result of it. Yeah, uh, but uh, so we're not afraid to say what we mean. So what we're trying to tell you is, is when Picard comes out in February, uh, you should be giving Terry and Picard season three a chance. Now, if after the first few episodes you're like, I still don't like it, then you know what? That's okay. You can fine. Then, then don't watch it and continue to be upset. But we believe the majority of you are going to be happy and we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, ju- uh, knowing the story beats that we know, I don't see how, I don't see how it's, how it's going to be bad. I'm not saying it's going to be good because I haven't seen it, but like, I don't know how it's going to be bad. The story point, the, the, it just, I don't know. So I'm going to stop talking I mean, before I, I ruin yeah. something. Hey, real no, quick, Archmage Fred says, thank you for reminding me of the car battery powered board queen. Yeah, that was rough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, we were there when, when that happened. I think I did like 15 minute uh, rant about how stupid that was. You did. Yeah. We complain about it when it's when it's bad. We complain about it. Uh, a super chat from Chris. When you talk about the she was the she hole, can you do it for about 15 minutes? So I can watch it quick. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great joke, Chris. I love it. Of course. Of course, she Hulk. Uh, comes in at a, at a it feels like it's about six minutes long it came in at 21 minutes this week yeah but uh, there was there was a, a, there was a big like buffer in the beginning like it was like last no, week I, I can't i took all that out okay i took it off so I, I mean i give them 21 minutes but you're right yeah 15 minutes is about all it takes yeah we got another another super chat from orville nation terry is a good guy his situation is misunderstood by many but time will help this yeah i i hope so yes. he's a really yeah, good i dude. think you're right, PJ. When uh, when Picard airs in February, uh, and people go, "Oh wow, you know this is actually really good," it might be too late though. By that time, Terry might be like totally turned off by communicating with fans. Yeah, because you know, we, but just by talking to him, we're we're getting the we're getting the understanding of there is some frustration here, and he's not. Kudos to him; he's trying not to put that back out on Twitter. But you know, it's frustrating to yeah. get on all the time yeah the temperature is like is really like what is going on he's <laughs> like right. so confused um nice. <laughs> jeremy asked uh what's longer the latest episode of she hulk or the time it takes to microwave a hot pocket and chris said a hot pocket if you let it rest <laughs> <laughs> hot pocket's like two and a half minutes and it's getting close oh i love you guys all right <laughs> that's great Ready to talk about Shane's favorite science fiction TV show? Yes, Quantum Leap, baby. Uh, let's talk about some Quantum Leap. What's the What's the new word here? Oh, okay, okay. Let me let me just let me set this up real quick. You've been talking a lot. Um, so there's a brand new Quantum Leap, and the trailer came out recently. In fact, in the second half of the show, we're going to review that trailer. We're gonna We're gonna uh, brave the copyright claim. And review that review that tra- that ugh, that trailer. However, what we do know is that Scott Bakula, like this like this video is showing you right here, is not in the show, or at least not reportedly in the show. And if you remember our first, our very first Quantum Leap video, we got a our hands on the casting sheet, and it was so ridiculous. It was so insanely worded i i remember telling shane oh, this has to be a troll like someone's trolling us like right. there's there's no way a show goes that far woke 
I right. it just it's too it, it, it's, it's not possible. I honestly thought we were being trolled, and we weren't, which is which is crazy. We weren't. It was yeah. it was totally legit. We were completely right the whole time, and um, uh, there's people there's some detractors out there saying that you know it's possible he comes back as like a guest or whatever. And it is possible, although he is currently also working. So I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Yeah. But Shane, talk to me. So if in four days, the new Quantum Leap will air on NBC Peacock. Uh, so get ready for that. Um, September 19th. Yep. So, But it's going to do it without Scott Bakula. And um, we, we had to confirm what, what happened. Uh, we actually had a very long conversation with um, with Scott's agent, who was not in no way minced words and said, no, no, no. Let me tell you what happened. We were like, okay, well, this oh, yeah. is cool. The guy, was, right? the, guy, the guy was like, pull up a chair. I'm going to get some weed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He didn't say that, but no, okay. he did say it. I don't know. He doesn't, he's an older, older he was gentleman. very pointed though, but he was. And basically he's like, look, uh, Scott for years wanted to reboot the series. He wanted to do it with Donald P. Pelisario. And when push came to shove, NBC didn't want him. Uh, and he they, he, they actually wanted him to do something else. So they did not want Scott Bakula to be, I'm, I mean, when I say those words out loud, I know, like it makes me want to like put my head through a window. I, know. I don't it, understand. It makes no, it makes no sense. It's, it's like, it's, it's like, it's how can something be hot and cold at the same time? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you it not want the star of the, sorry, go ahead. I mean, even if he's not the main character, why do you not want him involved? You know, and so anyways, uh, they end up um, casting Raymond Lee. He's going to be playing Dr. Ben Song. Fine actor. Now, he's Yes. Now, that, that's the good thing is that Raymond Lee is actually a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years. Most recently, he was in uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick as one of the officers. Um, he's going to be good in acting wise. The question is, is what what is... What are they going to be talking about? How are the other characters going to be introduced? And what does it mean? Um, is it possible that if it doesn't do well, that they try to sneak Bakula into some sort of role later in later in the first season? Yeah, I could see that possibly happening. Really? You, know, you, think, hey, come you, you don't think that they've already shot? Wait, is this a pilot or have they actually already shot, shot the series? I mean, they've already shot. So the, they did the pilot. The pilot was approved. Now okay. the series. But could they sneak him in towards, you know... Towards the end of the first season, do a reshoot, somehow sneak him into the to the final episode of the first season to get people interested in coming back for season two. I mean, the reality is that Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home is what they said. But as I recall, we've already passed the time with which Quantum Leap happened in the future. Right. So he could still come home. Yeah. You know? So so my my uh my fan my hopeful fan take was um at the end at in the in the finale of, of season one after we've complained for eight episodes straight um in the finale raymond lee bout you know he bumps into someone and that person turns around and it's scott bacula and he's like oh boy and and boom, it just ends right there. That would be so great if if that ended the first season that way, and then we went into season two with Scott back again, and or at least him trying to bring him back. Because you got to remember, this show is going back to 1985, right? That's as far back as it's going to go. 
Right. So, so consider this. Like, even if the entire first season was mediocre, that ending would get everyone on board for season two. Right. And and you're right. And because uh, Dr. Beckett is is can only travel back and forth on his timeline in his life, 85 is still early enough to catch him. Right. So they can have a crossover if they choose to do it. But if you want to see the video, it's it's trending for us right now. It's actually being viewed a lot. We actually made it five months ago and it's been back and hot lately because of the new show coming out. Uh, but it explains that they didn't want him, why they didn't want him, and and uh, and all the you can see here, Scott's agent. Um, but uh, we are going to give the new show a shot. We're going to watch it uh, and see if we like it, and we're going to be honest about it. Remember, we don't judge a book by its cover, even though it might smell like crap, it might look like crap, but who knows? The words inside might be beautiful. We'll wait and see. Right, and you know what? Uh, I purposely have not watched the trailer yet. I wanted to get a real reaction i only saw that little teaser remember the teaser i sent you yeah. and i was like what is this garbage <laughs> <laughs> yeah shane was like what, what is it i'm like this is the teaser for quantum leap and he goes that's not like a fan-made thing i'm like no that's a real thing <laughs> yeah so we'll see what happens we'll try to keep it uh we're trying to stay positive but it's hard without scott Bakula. he's He's quantum leap. Yeah. Again, I, hey man, I hope I hope that happens. I hope that he's at the. I I really do believe hope that Raymond Lee's character bumps into some guy, and he turns around, and it's Scott Bakula, and he looks at him, they look at each other, and he's like, "Oh boy," and it ends. Yeah. Right there. That that, that yeah. would make my. I would that that would be worth. I would I'd be willing to watch eight bad episodes to get to that point. Honestly. Yes, I would too. I would just I would just consider that all set up. Uh, we got another super chat from Orville Nation. Thank you, PJ. Personally, think he may be brought in down the road. So, like down the road, are you saying like season two or probably? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not—he's not in the first season for sure, uh, unless everybody's blowing smoke up our butt and this is a huge smoke screen and his agent really wasn't, you know, crazy or whatever. Uh, anything's possible, but. The problem is Scott Bakula is a pretty straight shooting guy, and he's doing a a, uh, a Yellowstone esque show for yeah. for NBC. So I don't think it's likely. Also, real quick, uh, I want you to know, Shane, that when we were fan casting these roles, these insane roles, remember me telling you what about the guy from Ghostbusters? Yes, you did. Yeah. And that's who got cast. And that's Ernie who Hudson. got cast. I literally was like, well, what about the guy from Ghostbusters? And you had you had yeah. a different idea. And you were like, no, this guy makes more sense. I'm like, okay, he does make more sense. But. Yeah. I picked Mario Van Peebles. Yes. And I and I picked. Uh, I can't Ernie remember. Hudson. Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. And yeah, I was right. right man. I was right. My fan cast was on the money. You nailed it. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, next Tuesday pickup party. That's when it. Is it is that the day after the show show airs, right? Nineteenth is next Monday, actually. Yeah, so yes, we'll do Tuesday. Yeah. We'll probably do a members review, probably, right? Definitely, we will be doing. Oh, so we will be doing a member section review. Okay, so and this is going to be our little pitch for the member section. And listen, we understand that money is tight, no matter what we do, no matter what you do. We've made it extraordinarily cheap. It's like two dollars and ninety nine cents a month to be a member. And if you're a member uh, on, and it's on this channel, then you get th- these kind of conversations. You get you get uh, all of our reviews. And, of course, we're, we're reviewing right now 
uh, House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. We review it uh, the next day when it comes out on the member stream. Um, so you can catch that there. Um, and everything else we do is review when it comes around. All the Star Wars stuff, all the Star Trek stuff. It'll be members first. So if you want to catch that, it's $2.99 a month. We appreciate you supporting the show. We love having the members over there. Uh, so if you're interested in that, I think, how do they do that, Brian? Um, there's a join button on the page. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You just hit- <laughs> I guess I should have known that. <laughs> yeah. You, there's a join button. It's right underneath the like and all those other buttons, which, by the way, if, if you're here, can you please hit the like button? Um, yeah, just, just hit join. And to be honest, that whole, what we, what, we t- what we talked about earlier, like our whole like network of different uh, IPs. So instead of like Stargate and Star Trek, we're going to do Star Wars and Game of Thrones and Dungeons yeah. and Dragons and all this other fun stuff that we personally like. We would not be able to do, we wouldn't be able to even justify the time to do those if there wasn't a member section essentially right. paying for it, right? Exactly. So the member section actually makes that possible. And we appreciate you guys uh, helping us out and being members of our channel. Thank you. I really do. Um, yeah. So again, hit, hit the join button, become a member. It's really, mm. it's really awesome. Okay. The water's warm because Shane keeps peeing in the pool. That's his favorite saying. It is. It's my favorite thing to say. <laughs> um, any other, uh, any other videos we missed before I move, move on to the news? I mean, there's lots of great stuff there. If you guys like histories, if you, if you're, if you're used to watching our stuff, we um, it's all sci-fi. Um, our latest definitive history is Star Trek Enterprise, the definitive history. Uh, uh, we have another one coming out. Um, we also have a Star Trek movie video coming out. Uh, and hopefully this Sunday. Yeah, we, we got some we got some uh, insight on Star Trek Four. Yep. Shane just opened some kind of drink really loudly in, into the microphone. <laughs> he was like, I'm, "Listen, I am so the worst." He was like, <laughs> um, hey, got, "Everybody's running to their fridge right now to get a soda." We we got some uh, inside information on Star Trek Four. Um, going boldly where no one is no, not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. But also, uh, so that's coming up next. And then we also have a history coming. And can I, can I, can I drop, can I explain, can I tease the history? Can I sort Not really because, uh, I, and the reason why I don't want to tease it is because there's a lot of YouTubers who would try to beat us to the, to the release on that. Uh, I don't want to, that's, that's unfortunately, funny. there's some bad people out there who would, Love to take advantage of that, but some, it is uh, some, science fiction related, and it's not Star Trek. How about that? Yes, we're, so we're doing another history, and it's not Star Star Trek, and we haven't done it. We haven't done a history like that before. So exactly, um, the last one we did was Definitive History uh, of Enterprise. It's very good. Please check it out if you haven't. And we have other histories. Oh, the Untold Story is a really good video too. That. I don't think mm. a lot of people have have, uh, have watched. It's almost, it's almost long enough to be a history in its in its own. So it is. I mean, I feel like it's a history. It just doesn't say it. Archmage, I I'm not going to tell you who it is, man. I, I don't want to break it down. I tell you what, in the members section on Tuesday, right? We'll tell you what it is. Oh yeah, okay. Members section Tuesday. We'll tell you what that. Oh no, members yeah. section tomorrow. You mean? No, not tomorrow. Tuesday. No. What about no, the Monday? Whatever the next member section is, I think we're doing. We we are doing something tomorrow, but Monday we're also doing House of the Dragon. All right, so, so we're doing, Monday, doing of power tomorrow. Yeah, Monday in the member section, we'll tell you what what it is. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, there is some breaking news, really quick, guys. 
so it looks like Star Wars, uh, the Rogue One sequel, has officially been kinked. So Star Wars spinoff Rogue Squadron, uh, which was previously planned to be released in for Christmas 2023, has been removed from Disney's lineup. And uh, yeah, so unfortunately, the, 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 the one probably the one good movie that's come out since Disney bought Star Wars, they're not going to do the sequel to now. So, so real, real quick, whenever whenever you say the sequel to Rogue One, I'm like, is there a Rogue Two? <laughs> it, yes, it's called Rogue Squadron, and they're I don't know. So you know, one thing we actually talked about this about a week ago. Uh, remember, there was going to be a Star Wars versus Star Trek next year, and it was going to be Star Wars Rogue Squadron versus this movie, right? Star Trek Four. Yes. Um, let's see. Star Wars. Star Wars War at Rogue Squadron was actually farther along than Star Trek Four. Yet they're canceling it. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's weird. I don't know, but they they set dates for Snow White, Inside Out Two, and the Lion King sequel. Lion King's getting a sequel. So I don't know. Uh, maybe a lot of the backlash on Star Wars. Maybe it was Patty Jenkins who's supposed to be directing the film. Uh, more information is going to come out on that, and we'll probably actually cover it uh, next week for sure. With and give you all the latest we have on that. Yeah, it's yeah. just breaking right now. I bet Kathleen Kenny is behind. You know, she's definitely yes, she's definitely behind. <laughs> <laughs> Super chat from Maria. Thank you, Maria. Money for hugs. Congrats, guys. Much love. Thank you, Maria. We appreciate it. Oh, love you, Maria. Thank you. Yeah, always. You can if you want to smile, just go to Maria's Twitter, and you'll always get a smile. You will. She legitimately great. will. Yeah, you can't compete with Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, a year later, they still can't compete with Top Gun. <laughs> um, I don't know why I dog so much on Star Wars. I think it's because almost everything has disappointed me since pretty much since Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, no, the because I was disappointed by Mandalorian until I was forced to watch it, and then I got into it. But well, that's episode seven it. was okay. No, okay. So I said since Rogue One, that came out after Episode Seven. Oh, you're right. So Episode Seven was okay, and then Rogue One was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And right. then it's been, besides the Mandalorian, it's been pretty disappointing. It's been just massively disappointing. Anyways, I'm sure there's plenty of content for our Star Wars channel. I really hope that that, that channel is not just like a rage channel. <laughs> it might end up being that way. We are going to cover the Andor trailer here in a little bit, guys. So if you want to stick around, and we're going to be covering Andor, and we'll be reviewing it. Uh, every week when it comes out. Nice. So you can follow us on the Star Wars Unleashed channel. Star Wars uh, for Unleashed. All of us. Or you can become a member and catch it the day after it happens. Okay, so the actress that they were shooting with, her name is Katie Holmes. She was married to yes. Tom Cruise. Oh, your, your story? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Someone asked me. And uh, it was called First Daughter. And I also met, um, I wish I would have met Michael Keaton, but he wasn't there. He's on. He was in the movie. I met Mark uh, Bluk, Blukas. Anyways, this guy's one of those like typical teen heartthrobs from like the early 2010s, and uh, he had this giant husky that I swear to God wanted to eat me. <laughs> okay. And he kept trying to hand the leash to me to like, can you, can you hold my? I he's literally his tail's down, his ears are down. He's looking at me with bare teeth. I'm not touching your dog, bro. <laughs> like, he's going to kill me. <laughs> Anyways, that's the movie. Okay. That's great. All right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the trailer looks good, man. The trailer looks good. 
<sighs> Don't forget to subscribe. If you guys haven't subscribed, please, and hit the like button, my friends. Okay, let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk about some Star Trek. Yes, strange new world. Listen, it's been at least ten minutes. We haven't we haven't said the word Star Trek. Let's bring it up quick. <laughs> oh. Okay, so we all know that uh, they killed Hammeroff in Strange New Worlds. At uh, in the episode about the Gorn, that that episode was very disappointing on multiple fronts. Um, I think it was acted well. I think there was parts of it that were good, but the Gorn were definitely. Um, a lot of people had a problem with the Gorn, um, including me to a degree. And you really had a problem with the Gorn, like you were just like the yeah, whole time complaining about the I Gorn. Couldn't stand it, hated it. But then, additionally, the character that we liked the most was arbitrarily killed off. Mm. Um, and Come on. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a, a quick scene. Just just rant of the week. My bad, that's not the right one. I was like, oh, Brian's about to get angry. Yeah. Um. I mean, when when they, <laughs> I hit the wrong button. <laughs> when they arbitrarily killed off Hammer in this episode, in this scene, I'm going to show you. It was upsetting on multiple fronts because. Well, a lot of the characters were really good in Strange New Worlds, and it was a very good. It was the first season was great. That character we had so much hope for. We knew nothing about him. He was fresh face, fresh species, a loose connection to Enterprise, and he was charming in a weird, you know, you know, curmudgeon way. He was right. a, a a great character with an insane amount of potential, and they arbitrary. And I say arbitrarily because. And I'll show you this scene. In this mm. scene, he was infected with gorn eggs. Gorn mm. eggs that are susceptible to cold. They can't live in the cold. And he is an Anar who <laughs> was born in sub-freezing temperatures and has no problem with the cold. And they even mentioned the way they killed the Gorn before was by going out in the snowstorm or the winter or the the open air where it was cold in that planet. He didn't have to jump from the ship. He just had to go outside for a little while. I'm not the only person that that sees this, right? I mean, we've pointed it out, but it truly doesn't make a lot of sense. All right. So he Hammer has this great moment where he likes he's breathes in the cold air. Because, you know, he was born in the cold. Mm-hmm. And then he just jumps. Or he just falls from the ships. And just dies. That is the scene. And here's the problem with this scene. It doesn't make any sense uh, logically. Um, it doesn't make any sense in the story. If I can quickly, in 30 seconds, point out four ways that he could have lived easily. Mm. Then... It was clearly done for a purpose. And what what purpose did we think it was, Shane? We thought they're bringing in Scotty. Right. Yeah. Well, they teased it. And they teased it. And they teased Scotty. Okay. In an alternate future. Right. So so it makes sense. I guess we got to lose Hemmer. But at the least, at least we get Scotty. Right? Mm-hmm. 
That's a big negatory, my friend. We are not getting Scotty. <laughs> in, 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 instead, we're getting this random uh, female engineer played by Carol Kane. No offense to Carol Kane. She has a actually a wonderful repertoire of... She's done a lot of great stuff. She was in Princess Bride. Yeah, I'm a huge. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Carol Carol Kane. She uh she was Latka's wife on Taxi. She was Princess Bride. She's been in Adam's. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's been in a lot of stuff. She is great. I in no way is this. She's a beloved actress. I am not complaining about Carol Kane. I'm complaining that Carol Kane is playing a character that has no connection at all to Trek. It's just a brand new character. When she had no need to be there, Brian. None whatsoever. Why replace Hammer with another character? I mean, who knows what Carol's going to be? I mean, what's the motivation for killing off Hammer for Carol? Did they feel... I mean, here's my thought processes. We loved Hammer. Uh, Hammer was a great character. There's tons of things you could do with him. So you replace him for one of two reasons. Either Bruce Horak didn't want to keep doing Hammer which is not the case. Nope. Bruce Horak had been waiting his whole life for a role. He's a blind man. There's not a whole lot of roles he can get. Okay? Right. So he it wasn't him. Okay? So why kill him? I mean, now you, you don't have to do makeup with Carol, I guess, with the new the new engineer, uh, engineering officer, Pelia, is going to be her name. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but what's the motivation? And, and I truly feel like we deserve an explanation. Like, uh, at some point, somebody from Strange New Worlds needs to come out and explain to us why you kill Hammer uh, in less than one season when he could have easily been the engineer running right up until Scotty. Right. You know, until they're ready to bring him in, he could be the guy. Why kill him off? So that makes us nervous because in this day of political uh, ideologies and agendas, do you kill the the guy to bring in the girl. Is that what just happened here? Because there wasn't enough. There was too much male. Uh, there wasn't the screen. There's if I, I can't see it being the case, considering there's like, there's like two, no, two but, males, I know, <laughs> three males. Bach and Pike are kind of the leads. Okay. Okay. And everybody else is kind of fill in. So you're going to get a lot of Pike, you're getting a lot of Spock, and you're getting some number one, you're getting some, you're getting some of, of, of some other people. Okay. But less. So do they kill off one of the dudes so they can have more girl time? I mean, the reason why I'm jumping to that conclusion is because no other reasoning has been brought to our attention. Right. Did it make the story better to kill Hammer off? No. No. No, you didn't need to kill anybody off. No, you didn't. There was nothing that happened there that forwarded the story that made the show better to kill him. No. Um, and so, to, and now did you have this thing where, you know, Carol was like, you know, I've always wanted to do Star Trek. And oh my God, we can get Carol Kane on the Carol show. Carol Kane, oh my God. Now maybe that's possible. Maybe they said we can get this star power older actress. Get the blind guy and kill him. <laughs> kill the, Carol wants the role. Kill the blind guy immediately. I mean, maybe that's the case. So maybe it's not agenda-driven. Maybe they're like, wow, Carol Kane wants to be in Star Trek. How do we make room for her? We already have too many people. And it's true. You don't want a cast of, you don't want 15 people on your show that you got to create lines for all the time. That's true. So if they killed off Hammer because Carol Kane wanted to be in Star Trek, I mean, when Whoopi Goldberg wanted to be in Star Trek, they, they, they created a role for her. 
So maybe that's the case. It seems weird to have Carol. I mean, Carol's not young. Uh, no, no, yeah. Carol, oh, she's Carol's really old. She was she was old when I watched Princess Bride. So I don't see how she's not. She's seventy. Yeah, looking great, by the way. Damn. Yeah, man. looks great for seventy. Damn, um, Carol. Damn. And she's going to be playing a highly educated and intelligent, no nonsense, suffers no fools kind of engineer. Of course. Um, and apparently, from what we are reading, she will be the bridge between Hammer and Scotty. But okay. why? So Archmage Frey actually had a really good point. Hemmer is the only male that could die because Spock, Pike, and Mabenga lived to TOS. Good point. I mean, you're right. You could not get rid of those characters. And, you know, do they want to kill off? You know, they could have gotten rid of uh, uh, Liana, right? Or uh, they could have gotten rid of her because she's really kind of pointless, right? I mean, not pointless, but they've already filmed her for season two. Or have her leave the ship. Have her leave. The right, show. have her leave. Yeah, and have you know you could have done that if you if you wanted to have less characters. You can't get rid of Uhura. You can't get rid of number one. Pretty much Ortega well, or Laon. It was. Or it was Ortega. It was Laon, or it was Hammer. Um, that was it. Those were the three people you're going to get rid of, and, uh, and they got rid no of. No way you're getting rid of. Uh, those two uh, females, Ortega and Laon. Because they're they're checking all kinds of boxes, so right. so you got to get rid of the. In the words of Kenneth, you got to kill the disabled guy to bring in the female. That's really what it is. I, it's, I don't see another uh, another point, another option. And uh, so we, we this is the question we'd like to know: Why kill Hammer to bring in Carol Kane? Is it because you wanted the star power? You wanted Carol Kane in the show, or is it because you felt like there was just too much maleness in the show and you needed some more femininity? Uh, just tell us what it is. Give us the answer so we can know and and we can decide whether or not to be upset or not. Because you know, we don't want to be mad for no reason, but you're not giving us any answers as to why you, this choice has happened. So there's a third option, Shane. What is the third option? It's possible that Scotty is in the second season as a surprise and she is the bridge and she's not in a lot of episodes. Well, according to um, the people making the show, um, they were not ready to bring Scotty in yet. It's too soon. You got so he's not going to be in season two. Awesome. Yeah. This is your engineer. And I'm, you know, great actress. Fun to watch. I've always enjoyed her. I don't know what she's going to be like on the show. Um, but... We really liked Bruce Horak as Hemmer. We liked his character, his personality. Um, you know, it sounds like this character is also going to be kind of no-nonsense, which Hemmer was no-nonsense. So there's going to be some aspects of his character, I think, that you're going to find in her character that you find in most chief engineers. Yeah, it's insult to injury, though, because it's not just, like, it looks to me as if they were checking boxes. But it's also... And also, I also liked Hemmer. That was that was the right. character I was looking the most, I'm looking forward to the most. In fact, we made an entire video about Hemmer that no one really watched. <laughs> I mean, legit. Yeah, because they killed him literally right after we made the video. Right. Yeah. It was uh, such a bummer. But we and made then, this oh, video. And then, oh, don't forget to say the three episodes leading up to when they killed him, they didn't even show him. Oh, I know. I know. 
They, so he so, wasn't even in the show for three episodes, and then they killed him. So they hyped up this guy. They hyped up this new character who's also actually blind, and he's a good actor. They hyped him up. They showed us a lot of good stuff, but then they, they totally underutilized him to like to a disgusting degree and then killed him off. They didn't even kill him off in the finale. They killed him off like... <laughs> I know. I mean, do you think Bruce is maybe like a big prima donna or something? Was he like difficult to deal with or something? I mean, you know, it was... What if that's his actual <laughs> character? He's like, I'm blind! <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm really blind! <laughs> you know, but it's it's like... They, they, they made the point to come out and say, that doesn't mean Bruce Horak will never be in Star Trek again. I'm like, well, how many other blind roles are you going to have for, you know, him? It's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, from what from what we got, he was great. We didn't get enough. 100%. We did not get enough. Oh, and that's another, by the way, that's another complaint I had. Why didn't the stupid antennae move? Am I saying that word? Is that the right plural of antenna? There's two, there's two of them, yeah. Why didn't they move? I don't know. It's like they really mailed in this character, bro. They didn't give him the moving antennae. They gave him so little little actual screen time, and they immediately killed him off. And they killed him off in a way that didn't even make sense to the universe or the story. It didn't. You're right. Ah. And now they're, now they're unceremoniously replacing him without kind of explaining why that happened. And there's nothing out there. If you ask, like, why, why is Bruce... Why is Bruce Horak not on? Uh, not why is Hammer gone? There's just a whole bunch of nothing out there. There's no explanations. You owe us an answer. Hey, Akiva Goldsman, you owe, you owe us an answer. Yeah, you need to tell us why you got rid of him, and someone, we want to know. Someone get like the the ACLU involved. Like, why'd you fire the blind guy? Was he too hard to work with? Huh? Well, I'm sh- I, I I would like to believe that Bruce wouldn't allow himself to be hired without somehow being agreeable to it right or fire yeah. right all right well that's that that's 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 that and you know what and more than that's that that's a bummer but it's also a wrap please hit the subscribe button on the way to the comment section to let us know what you thought of hammer and we are moving on all right <laughs> how's everybody doing over here how's everyone doing liar liar humperdink <laughs> humperdink <laughs> Humperdink. That's Humperdink. such a great word. They barely acknowledge that he was telepathic either, which is a big part of the Anar. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Ugh. I mean, you got a little bit of that when he, when he, in the first episode, when he, you know, was make cooking and grabbed the stuff. A little bit of that. Okay. But they really could, like, literally. Well, but they, maybe they talk to other. They, are they telepathic with who, right? What are you trying to say, Shane? They're telepathic with each other. So maybe because there's no other Anar around, they're not tell. you know, maybe that's part of the. I'm pretty sure they're telepathic. No, he, he, I think he, he displayed telepathy with, uh, Ohura. Didn't he? No crap. I don't remember. He did. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. With the whole, the, the knife scene. I'm not. I'm not insane. I know. Well, I mean, he, what I'm saying is, he know he was telepath. He uses that as part of his senses. Yes, but I'm saying he's not like having conversations with people in their heads. Okay. Yeah. Whereas I believe the Anar could do that with each other. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Talk for a bit so I can set the next one up. Well, I'm sorry. What? 
Okay, go ahead and talk so I can set the next one up. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Thanks, man. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, he died so Uhura could decide to start the sh- to start on the ship and B, so they could add Penguin's mom. Oh, you're right. She was Penguin's mom. That's hilarious. In a fight, just give her a toaster. <laughs> oh, she was. Yeah, she was Penguin's mom in uh, Gotham. Yeah. She's a great, great actress. She is. I mean, she's wonderful. I, I really, I got to tell you, if you go back, I don't know if you ever watched Taxi. I don't know. Most of you guys are older. But if you ever watched Taxi, she played Latka's wife. And uh, frankly, for a very small role, she stole it sometimes. Stole the scenes. I don't remember her in she Taxi. She had that weird accent. Down. But I remember her in those, uh, there's gnarly 80s prosthetics in Princess Bride. Princess Bride, the classic, man. Still good today. You can watch it. It is. It is very good. Okay. So let me set this up real quick. Imagine if they used Hemmer to telepathically deliver messages in that episode where the ship lost power and everyone was in the dark without comms. Yeah, that would have been a great use of his skills. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh, my God. You guys are reminding me. They re- <laughs> Remember how much I complained about that? Like, why aren't they utilizing yeah. the fact that Hemmer is blind and they are in the dark? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so annoying, bro. I mean, as much as I loved Strange New Worlds, there are parts that were like just and all of the parts, most of the parts I'm referring to are involve Hammer. Yeah, you're right. Or 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 the misuse of of the Gorn. I need you. I need you to promise me that you're not going to cry when I play this. Okay. I can't make that promise. I I just I have like this weird thing. I don't like seeing grown men cry. So don't cry when you see Harrison Ford come out and. And gracefully, be is that why you cut out what I said earlier? Just curious. I I don't know. Did I? (laughs) I noticed in the preview there was a line that was removed that was very specific to this. Oh no, it's because it went too long, man. Oh okay. Okay. All right, guys, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about D twenty three. It's the Disney twenty three, or I have no idea what twenty three stands for. It's stupid. Two thousand twenty three. It's supposed to be for next year. No, what, stuff coming out next year, right? No, no, there wasn't. There was a D twenty three last year. I'm not insane. Was it D twenty two last year? No, it wasn't. It was D twenty. Oh, you're right. D twenty three is the official Disney fan club. So okay. what, whatever it stands for, I don't care. D twenty three is basically like uh, Disney's own private Comic Con, right? And they show oh, trailer. Sorry, it refers to the year that Walt Disney founded Dis- founded the company, nineteen twenty three. Cool. cool, that's it. Deep cut right there. Well, yeah, D twenty three. Got it. All right, so it's basically Disney's private Comic Con. They show trailers. They show they have you know actors and directors and people come out and they talk about what's coming up and what's fresh and it's basically imagine Hall H at Comic Con. But the entire thing is just a Disney, a long Disney Hall H with all of Disney stuff, right? Right. Cool. Cool stuff. Um, I've never gone personally. I don't ever plan to. But I like to watch the highlights after the fact. That said, we are talking about Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones 5 should be coming out soon at some point in the future. Hopefully sooner than later. It was delayed like 12 times. For a multitude of reasons. Do you recall this, Shane? 
Oh, yes. Yes, we've been covering it for like 16 years now. Right. At one mm-hmm. point, I thought, is this like a meta joke because there's time travel in the movie, maybe? Hmm. I don't understand why it was delayed so much, but it was. It was delayed a bunch of times, and I'm sure COVID had something to do with one of them. It was delayed before COVID, too. Like It was delayed twice, at least twice, before COVID was even a factor. Harrison Ford got injured, and yeah. Right. So whatever it is, it's, it looks like it's done now. looks like they're wrapping or they're in post, and there, there was a little uh, Indiana Jones moment at, D, at D23, and it was... It was nice, and I'm going to play it for you right now. It was surprising. I can't leave here without talking about one more project. Ooh. We've been working for quite a while on this one. Oh, that music, man. Yeah. That music does it for me every time. I am like, thrilled to welcome to the stage our director, James Mangold. Thank you, Sosa. Oh, thank you, Kathy. There's the uh, director. Isn't this the guy that got in like a long Twitter beef with our with Matt? Yeah, Salty yeah, guys. Yeah. guys. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> it's incredible to got be him his blue check mark. and look out yep. at all these fans. Right, here we go. Of course, Harrison Ford with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's from. Is she from a uh, dirtbag? Yes, Fleabag. she is. Fleabag. Fleabag. <laughs> She's a great actress, but she is so skinny. My God. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Look at Harrison, guys. Oh. Wow. No, thank you. No. <laughs> thank you for making these films such an incredible experience for all of us. Don't cry, Shane. Giving the opportunity to us. You're only saying that so you won't cry. I know, damn it. For you. And I think... Uh, so, so, yeah, when he's done talking, pause I'm for a second. I'm very proud to say... I'm very proud to say that this one is fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to pause it real quick because he did not say that about... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He did not. You're right. And in fact, I've watched a hundred interviews with Harrison Ford and uh, I have never seen him emotional in any of them. Uh, in fact, it's generally a sense of why am I here doing this? You know, <laughs> right. And I don't know if it's, you know, advanced age, you know, looking back or what, what it is, but uh, I mean, yeah, I made me a little misty eyed when he came out and, yeah. I'm like, whoa, you know, he's really emotional about this, which immediately did something that that this that Indiana Jones five had not done previously, which was have me take take a moment, take notice, say, wait a second, in my because we've been kind of walking into this a little bit skeptical, right? Think, because, Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, you know, and Sosa says something here. Harrison Ford looks like he's being held up by puppet strings. That that's one of the reasons, though, when we see him yeah. on the set where photos, we're like, he looks so tired and old and just like. I don't know how he's, you know, he remi- it reminds me of Bacar- of Patrick Stewart and Picard. It's like, I don't know how this, this doesn't, I don't know. Th- yeah. I hope, but I hope that's not the case for him. I hope we're seeing but, a vibrant, go ahead. But you know, you're right. hundred percent. But this is not the way he normally acts about his material. No, he's usually like, take, take mild annoyance and extreme apathy and marry them. 
Yeah, he, he doesn't have this sort of like response to his work. And that makes me wonder. I mean, listen, we're going to have John Reese davies in this movie, which is fantastic. Of course, you know, he goes all the way back to the original Indiana Jones. Um, and there's, there, there's some interesting things we're going to see happening. And it all depends on what they do with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who I agree is a good actress. It just depends on, is this a Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones movie, or is it uh, Harrison Ford turning Indiana Jones over to Phoebe Waller-Bridge? And I think that's uh, what we need to wonder about and see. Uh, and when, when are we going to get a trailer? Like, come on. Yeah, we, I thought we'd get one at D23, but uh, not yet. Yeah. I had the time of my life making this movie. I feel so fine. incredibly lucky to be... Um, yeah, no, she's fine. Legends. She's great. And keeping up with this guy is exhausting. <laughs> um, we got to do so many unbelievable things. Um, it's currently together, scheduled for June 30th, so next location. summer. Oh. And so we should get a trailer really then from, by uh, These films Christmas. mean a lot to me as well. Christmas. And Jim, yeah. you have protected and brought back everything that everybody okay. loves and needs from these films and then brought this go back to Harrison, Phoebe? Just You're great. But... So thank you so, so much <laughs> Go back to Harrison, Phoebe. I cannot wait for you guys. I love that you feel like so lucky to be there. Now, privileged. Next. Awesome. All right. That's about it. That's all go on to, they bring Kevin Feige out next and do this whole thing with a bunch of Marvel stuff that we care absolutely nothing about. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, we don't have time. We're not time to talk about that. But I'm not I, going to. I I literally care, like a minus amount. Like <laughs> when I when I see it, it bothers me that I let it play long enough for me to even see it. Yeah, I turned it off as fast as I could. <laughs> I care. I literally care a minus amount about any of this Marvel stuff coming out. It's just, I'm like, don't ruin my Indiana Jones moment here yeah, with yeah. this crappy marvel stuff you jump out. right into it like hey like oh god damn it all right <laughs> um yeah that's about it man um that's all of it pretty much there's i'm sure there's more that we didn't see but that's the clip and it makes me feel really good because shane's right indiana jones, oh, indiana jones. harrison ford is not usually excited about anything in, you know in his in his later years now he's very like I said, uh, apathetic and sort of annoyed. And when they came out with Chris, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he um, he wouldn't even answer them when they when they when they, I don't know if you guys saw his interviews. They would ask him what he thought about the movie. He's like, oh, I'm, he would make a joke. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Were you talking to me? Yeah, he he, he went out of his way to not answer the question, let alone <laughs> volunteer his opinion. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, great comment here, Darth uh, from Darth Mall. Uh, Darth actually shopping at the mall. I love that. Maybe his response is predicated on the death of Carrie Fisher. It gave him perspective on things. Hopefully, I mean, by the time you're Harrison Ford's age, uh, you got to be wondering how much more time you have. <laughs> Jeremy Sanders, someone feed this girl a sandwich. <laughs> all right, that's it for Indiana Jones. Hit that comment section. All the subscribe buttons. Hit all the buttons. And uh, let's move on. Can we um, can we move around the order a touch? Yeah. What do you want to do next? Let's do uh, Henry Cavill last, and let's do the Weekly Terry next. Okay. Sure. Can we do that? Then Hulk, and then Henry. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Cool. All right. Cool. That lets me play this. Ready, guys?
damn it, the audio not working. No, the, the weekly Terry. The weekly Terry. I'm gonna do my best SNL voice. Right, I will here. have that audio fixed next week. Uh, you want to yeah. do, do 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 put the weekly Terry back up real quick? All right, ready? Yeah. It's the weekly Terry. <laughs> so this segment, we are going to be weekly covering uh, things. Terry Metalis says and does um, when he goes to the bathroom, Ooh. when he checks his mail. Oh, um, yeah. Um, what he eats in them. No, I'm kidding. He could be tweeting from his bathroom. I'm his not sure. news, his tweets, what he's working on um, until Picard comes out. We're going to, we're just going to make sure that you are in the know. And we even set up this little program that collects all of his tweets and drops it into a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. So we have all the information every week just for you. Yes, and also, just so you guys know, Terry has told me, told us, that he will drop little tidbits from time to time just for our show, just for you guys watching our show. Yes, he said exclusive tidbits. Yeah, he's just going to like everyone. I told him, I said, whenever you feel like like it and you want to just talk to the fans and give them something, let us know and we'll put it on the weekly Terry. So uh, who knows? We might even be able to get him on the show. As white uh, dudes, to be in the if you have a problem spot. with that, you know where so you will see. I'm sorry, <laughs> the wrong button. <laughs> yes, yeah, hope maybe mm-hmm. we can get him on the show, but at the very least, hopefully we can just get those tidbits and we can take those tidbits and spoon feed them to you like oh. little birdies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we mm-hmm. are talking. We are talking about Terry Metalis. This is. The Weekly Terry. And I'm not sure what's on the docket today because mm. I didn't read the article. Well, here there's it's not the whole article. So, <laughs> okay. by the way, if you know who Terry Metalis is, after all, he is the showrunner for Picard Season 3. And uh, and he has been doing some stuff. So he did an interview with Trek Movie uh, yesterday. And something interesting came out. Uh, the question that they asked him was, Riker really feels like the core of this trailer. I think he has more lines than Picard. Does that translate to the season? Is he the core of season three? Okay, Mm. talking about Riker. His answer is, Picard is very much foremost and at the center of everything in this. But Riker, I would say, Riker and Beverly, I would say, are very close number twos. Uh, But there is a lot of Riker. So if you are a fan of Will Riker, you're going to get a healthy dose of him. And some Riker that you've never seen before. Let me repeat that again. Some Riker that you've never seen before. Wait a minute. So wait, wait. Some Riker you always wanted to see before. Oh. You're going to get a lot of things you always wanted for Christmas. Oh my God. You know I love what? how he just like drops these little dangling things here for us to play with. Okay, because I. I, I have an idea exactly what that means. Do you? Do we? Are we on the same page? Here? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean he's talking about transporter clone, right? That sounds like it to me, right? Right. You've always wanted to see it. You've never. What Riker have we never seen? We've. Seen, I mean, I don't know if he would go that far. We don't know for sure, but if you're guessing, I mean, he's technically still alive in this universe. Far well, as we no. Know. Okay. Maybe, yeah. But what about Riker? It also could also mean some things about Riker that you've always wanted to see, maybe. So maybe Riker is the captain? 
I think we've already seen that. We saw it in, in, in episode. That's true. We one. saw it in season one, right? Right. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure, but that it's interesting because he said some some Riker you always wanted to see before. Now I don't think he's talking about a version of Riker mm-hmm. per se. I don't believe so. It would complicate things to have a second Riker running around. Honestly speaking, <laughs> I mean, but not 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 if he's a part of the bad guys. Oh yeah, is, I, I don't know, Jonathan. I don't know if Jonathan Frakes at this time in his life would go that far as to play two characters on the show. There's a but lot of there's a lot of options though that you can do. There with. are. Um yeah, so I mean there could be a lot of things. It, it could be him in, you know, more in the captain's seat. Maybe it's uh, as an admiral, I don't know. We don't know exactly what it is and we get a chance to hypothesize about it. But these are the little things that Terry gives away that most showrunners wouldn't give us. Right. You know, and so that's why we want to have a weekly dose of Terry to kind of do it. If you want to check out the whole article, uh, it's over at trekmovie.com. Um, for a full frontal Riker, <laughs> full frontal yeah, Riker. There's a couple more things here that I like to talk about. Can you see this? Um, they also asked, There are some other ships in the trailer. Can you tell me about those? And Terry answers, There is a science medical ves- vessel you see early on called the SS Elios. Mm-hmm. That's the first ship you see, and that's Beverly Crusher's ship. That's right. So she's on a medical vessel from the beginning. And she and he goes, "Do you mean she's the captain, or just assigned the ship?" He says, "She is not assigned. She is not in Starfleet. I can't say uh, much more than that." Oh, yeah, go well, watch our video. We, that's stuff we've already talked about. Go watch our video because we, our video literally explains this to the letter. Okay. Anyways, and he goes. Is it a Starfleet ship? And he goes, it used to be a Starfleet ship. I'm done. I'm done. Come on, man. Is it a Ferengi ship? No, it's not a Ferengi ship. Come on. Like, I mean, well, there are no Ferengi. And just so you guys know, he, he also, there are no Ferengi in Picard season three. Yeah, I found this interesting, too. It says, uh, regarding Seven, even though she greets him and sits in the chair, she is not the captain of the Titan. And he hmm. says Savick wasn't the captain when he sat in the chair and took the ship out of space dock. No, she's not the captain. She's definitely a commander. What? So Seven's not the captain of the Titan. Interesting. Well, I feel like from every all the imagery we've seen that at some point she becomes a captain, no? no oh, I, maybe maybe she's just rocking the commander. Uh, yeah. He goes, is the captain of the Titan someone we know? And he says, to be announced, the captain is also a minor character. It's not a character you've seen before. And you will be hearing more about the Titan A from this captain. And it's an actor that I'm very, very fond of. What makes sense about that is because Seven of Nine is a part of the show, it'll be hard for her to be the captain of, of, of this vessel and then just bail and go do stuff. So maybe that's why they wrote it that way. Oh, that's yeah, that's how we get Seven. I see. Yeah. Right. Um, very fond. You have previously hinted at some 12 monkeys people. So is that the connection? He says, this is what Terry says. I will say there are a few actors from the television series, 12 monkeys in the season that are pretty fantastic. And by the way, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. Go watch our videos. <laughs> go, go watch them. We, we already said all this a month and a half ago. Anyways. Um, yeah. That's anything more to add to your Shane? The Weekly Terry. Um, 
No, that's, I mean, I, I don't want to give a whole lot of stuff because we're going to have to come up with stuff every week for it. But I thought it was interesting. He's, he's giving away stuff all the time. So if you're ready and you're excited about Picard season three, then you'll want to check in here every week to see what new goodies Terry is giving the world. Yes. And some exclusive stuff, hopefully too. Uh, and this has been the weekly Terry. The weekly Terry. Um, for real though, uh, we are, we are going, we're going to be serious about this. We're going to try to get new stuff every week. So, yes. um, you know, make sure to come back for the weekly Terry. And it's a short segment, but it's a fun one. Hit the subscribe button on the way to the comment section to put your questions in there. Do you have a question for Terry Metalis that you would like us to to maybe forward to him? And if if he wants to answer it, maybe he will. We don't know. Yeah, but put the questions for Terry, Terry Metalis in the comment section, and we would do our best to forward that information over to him. And maybe he responds, maybe he doesn't. And uh, on the way down there, please hit the subscribe button and the like button and all the buttons. And uh, we please. appreciate you. Uh, all the buttons. All right. Moving on. <laughs> you want to do She-Hulk? I think you yeah. have plenty of time, by the way, to watch She-Hulk, considering it's like 18 minutes. <laughs> you could have watched it you before really the segments. Watch while we do the, do the review. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, talk for a second so I can set this up. Let's see what we got in the chat here. Full frontal Riker, dear God, no, please no. Ken, from Ken LaRoque, <laughs> Jeremy Snyder with the full frontal Marshall on a medical vessel, just like in all good things, minus being in Starfleet. 100% correct, Marshall. She was in Starfleet during all good things. Uh, Marshall, yes, I do. Any chance we'll see DS9 characters in Picard season three? I believe we will uh, see some. Wait a minute, I think they've alluded to that. And really? we will get some information about the Dominion War, I think, in Picard Season 3. Yeah, I saw something about uh, Captain Sisko at some point, and I'm like, that's that can't be right. I, I don't think it's going to be Captain Sisko, just because he's a little out of his mind right now. I mean, I don't know if that's the right term, right? Maybe it is the right term. No, he's, I mean, you saw the captains. He's not... Something's yeah. not right there. Yeah, something. Something. I just off. don't. I mean, what's he acting in? Nothing. So, you know, I just don't think it would be realistic. Uh, will there be any Voyager cameos? I mean, we got seven of nine for sure. She's going to be in it, but uh, it would be cool if there was a Janeway thing or something. There's going to be a bunch of cameos that we don't know. Uh, the way Terry explained it, it was going to be uh, a bunch of characters that you'll be like, Oh, it's him or it's her, you know? So we're going to be like pleasantly excited or, you know, to see these characters that kind of just show up from our past. Right. All right, guys, you ready for the final segment and AKA the most anticipated segment of the show. Ready? It's this is Superman Watch 2022, and we have news again. Apparently, every week we have news about Henry Cavill's Superman. Look, we are not actually, we're not like searching for this. It's literally popping up in our feed. It's like the first thing that comes up every time. So, and now the news this week is apparently Henry Cavill is reportedly all in as Superman for several projects, including 
the long-awaited sequel to Man of Steel. Holy All right. Crap. All right. I hope so. I mean, I want it to be true. What does this mean, Shane? Talk to me. What does it mean? I mean, it doesn't officially mean anything because it's a uh, it's coming from bounding into comics. Okay. Uh, and it looks here as if, uh, according to Sil Abdul, this guy. Again. Now, this is the person we were talking about before. This guy gets all the scoops. You know, so someone <laughs> someone did comment and say that um, apparently. He's been right on every previous scoop, and that's why he's true. Well, that's why they're believing him. So, uh, Sil Abdul um, says that we can expect to see more of Cavill after his cameo in Black Adam is said and done. He said the the Witcher actor is all in for multiple appearances as Superman that will change or even perhaps restore the direction of the DCU. Oh my god! When he said, "When he said like after his reported cameo in Black Adam is said and done," yeah, like blood literally rushed from my head to my <laughs> nether regions. Your nether regions, yeah. Uh, the rumor mimics an older scoop that held uh, Cavill Superman was going to film a role similar to the Hulk in the MCU, guest starring in other films without receiving his own. Uh, fortunately, David Zasloff seemingly thinks he can do better. Excuse me. The Zazman! <laughs> uh, although it was strongly hinted that an announcement was going to be made at San Diego Comic-Con with special appearance by Cavill, but it didn't happen. So Abdul says the reason is Warner Brothers and Zaslav are waiting for the right moment. I want to know, yeah. did Abdul say that was going to happen? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because I got this thing like, okay, so you've been right on every scoop or every previous scoop. But what, right. if, what if you're just predicting everything? <laughs> well, are all your scoops right, or are you right? I don't know. We'll have to, you'd have to look into that. Yeah. Says well, some, apparently uh, he previously scooped that Cavill had a costume fitting this past summer, followed by filming the scene in Black Adam, and uh, that the contract may have been worked out. Interesting. Some retooling is going on, particularly where the delayed Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is concerned. But it's also going to affect the Flash in ways that are unknown beyond speculation relating to Batman and possibly Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Abdul previously scooped that. Oh, you already said that. It's interesting because I don't think Shazam, Fury of the Gods fits into any of this stuff. Like it, it, It's entirely yeah. on its own. Well, I don't like this this line here. This plan, which seemingly factors in Blue Beetle, may either start in earnest with Black Adam or be held off until after The Flash. That's a really big window of time. Right. Oh, hold up. Um, which seemingly factors in Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle may either start in earnest tomorrow or next year. <laughs> or five years from now. Or maybe five <laughs> years from now. Like, I mean, I, I don't like that. That's like psychics do that same thing when they're like, yes, you know, they give you such a large window. Like, okay, yeah. So you're probably going to be right, but you have an 87% chance of being right. Right. This is my favorite comment right here from this story. Henry Cavill is either in or out. Amber Heard is either in or out. Ezra Miller is either in or out. Zack Snyder is either in or out. Ben Affleck is either in or out. Michael Keaton is either in or out. 
Amelia Clark is either in or out. I detect a trend here. (laughs) (laughs) Confirmations, please. Yeah, so I said the same thing last week, though. I was like, okay, so why is everyone just trusting this? Like, And now Bounding in the Comics? Like, bro, Bounding in the Comics, we, we... We know Bounty and Comics isn't bullcrap. Like we've seen their stuff. Like they, they, they go out of their way to be legit. So like, why? Well, I mean, they are reporting what somebody else reported, though, and that's the danger of doing that. I mean, if Abdul is right, Sil Abdul, if this person's correct, then you know you got the scoop. So they're giving it. The thing, at least, Bounty and the Comics is doing, and I'm grateful for this, is that they're not owning this they're saying according to this person now the question is is how much credibility do you have if sill is is wrong right right unlike unlike the previous rag who who literally just like owned it straight up right this is what this is what sill said reiterated cavill likely signed a contract already and he likened it to um in the facebook movie when Andrew Garfield was with Jason, uh, Jesse Eisenberg and the Garfield character says, I'm coming back, not for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. And that's how he's saying with Cavill. Cavill signed this contract for everything. What does that mean? Right? There's layers to this, y'all. There's layers, right? There's layers to this. I, I still don't understand. But He doesn't breed a lot of confidence to me. No, he doesn't. I don't, you know, and I just, he's being reported though by lots of people. By lots of people. By a right. lot of people, including Bounty in the Comics. So, I, how many, how many followers, how many subscribers does he have on YouTube? He has uh, 3,800. 3,800 subscribers. That's highly, highly questionable. Yeah. I said, the like, same if thing you're a source of information, you would have a lot of people want to be subscribing to you. Yeah, I said the same thing. I don't know. Anyways, I hope it's true. Hope he's right. Yeah, I mean, listen, I October is coming up really quick. And uh, on my birthday, I have rented a theater. And I will be watching Black Adam. Let me tell you something. If Henry Cavill is not at the end of Black Adam, people are going to be looking for Silk. Like they're gonna look for him, you know what I'm saying? Like he needs to disappear. If Henry is not in that movie, he needs to disappear. You know, go to South America or something, man, because people will be looking for you. Pop up on another another channel covering Marvel or something with like, a completely different name. Oh, all right, man. Um, all right, well that's it. Let's hit the comment section. Let us know what you guys think. Are you guys are you guys stoked for Black Adam, or are you just? Or, or at this point, you just care about seeing that cameo. Let us know in the comments section below, and we are moving on. And that is all we have today, Shane. What? Yeah. Do you want to say anything to these fine folks? Ugh. Yes, I do. Apologize for yawning. Um, I just want to tell you Apparently, guys. Apparently, you're tired. So, <laughs> well, it's you know, I, I need some air. I need a break. I'm in the cave. It's time to breathe a little bit. But um. Listen, thank you guys so much for getting us to 100,000 subscribers. It's, honestly, it's it's a goal that Brian and I had from the beginning, but it's kind of a goal that we were like, is that ever going to happen? Right. 
And, uh, and the fact that it has is because you guys show up every week. And let me tell you something. There are some of you guys that show up every single week. And you know who you are. And we appreciate you keeping this thing burning no matter what all the time. We, uh, we're here for you. And we appreciate you so much. So thank you again. And this live stream was for all of you. So thank you. And uh, I share the same sentiments. Archmage says, uh, Henry Cavill is confirmed to play Superman in Star Trek 4. <laughs> I'll buy that for a Ex- dollar. Expert, oh, expert callback, because we all know Star Trek 4 isn't happening. <laughs> Wait, no, we, that's not true. That's not true. We don't know for sure. Star Wars, if he would have said Star Wars Rogue Squadron, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darth Maul, Black Adam looks good. Last trailer excited me. Same here. It definitely excited me. Okay, folks, I, I, I share Shane what Shane said. I'm right there with him, Ditto. Thank you so much for being here, for supporting us, for subscribing, for being members, all that stuff. Please, uh, if you want to become a member and watch, because we don't, we don't normally do this. We're This is special for the 100K uh, milestone. Mm-hmm. But the members section gets this every week. We do um, reviews, and we do the second half of our regular show every week here. So if you like this, if you're interested in this kind of content, then hit that join button and join uh, and come, come into the member section. The water's warm. Also, you can go over to the podcast live, youtube.com slash the podcast live. And that is where Everything. we do a lot of our live shows. And that's it. Thank you. So um, hope you guys have a great week. And for you members, we'll see you tomorrow because we'll be reviewing the rings of power episode yeah. four. That said, I'm going to go out, uh, is what I would say if I was a complete